I, I, I worship people. They on the shelf right now. My, my missionary had just had a baby, so I don't want her singing. And then my my help is all the way in Florida. And me and I'm um, working with musicians three Sundays straight. <laughs> So me and Armour Bear are holding it down. So we ain't no singers, but we do love the Lord. So we don't pray for them. So that's why we call y'all y'all in the Hallelujah. Amen. So we just going to make a joy for those. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Troubles, I have my share of troubles. But still
And who knows, but you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And so the title that I'm going to be speaking from is God's Kingdom or Your Kingdom. And the question that I want you all to reflect on um, as I continue to go out is, are you caught up in your personal kingdom that you miss your assignment for God? Glory, glory, glory. And so we all have we all have a purpose and assignment that has been given by God to help with the building of his kingdom. But do you get so caught up in your personal life that you disregard or miss out on what God has called us to do? Mm-hmm. And so as I was thinking, I, I, I thought about his my church family, how we have a pastor, teacher, we have helpers, missionaries, and then outside of our outside of the church, we have just in our personal lives, some of us are mentors, some of us are friends, coaches. And so as God has placed us in the position that we're in, are you caught up in your own lives again that you miss the opportunity to get one more for Jesus? Amen. And so <clears throat> we are in the book of Esther and Esther was at a place. Esther was placed in a position where as a king where she had she was presented with that same question. She had a choice whether or not she will put herself first or was she willing to go later. And so the reason she had to come and make this decision as we were getting to it that the Jews were in a time of distress. And so she had to make a choice whether or not she would be a solution or not. And so as I was thinking and how I came to this, I think I was washing my hair and I said, how how would I get here? I was like, how did I get here to where you see fit that want the life of you, to be a teacher, to be able to be a part of your kingdom, to be able to build your kingdom. And I started to think back, and I remember Paige said, oh, you want to tell me? I was like, I'm just taking it all in, just what God is doing. And it's just like, as I look back, his hand over my life, just how we even got how I even got to this point. And I just thought about like how my sister's name got how they brought me in, and then not only have I started serving in America, and then um, it led to Pastor Johnson doing Teacher Tuesday, which led to me serving as the Sunday school teacher. And I just said, God, you have me here, and I don't have a clue. But I said, I want to make a choice that I want to build your kingdom and not my kingdom because my fear. My fear would have me run the other way because I feel like I'm not adequate. I feel like I'm not adequate. I'm inadequate. I feel like I, I, at one point that I just didn't understand the word and how God was talking to me. And so at this point, it's like, whatever it is, God, I know that you will bring me to that place that you desire me to be. And so as I was going back to where God started to put me in positions and shape and mold me, I started to go back, okay, well, how did Esther get to that point? And so with me, you will know, or some know, that I, I like to get to the root of things or how things first come about. And so um, reading the book of Esther, 
the book of Esther shows God's presence mm -hmm. throughout the entire book, and God's name is not mentioned not one time. Mm -hmm. And with this book, it just gives me so much encouragement because it truly reminds us when we feel like God is silent in our lives, He's actually near and working for mm -hmm. our good. And so we go back to chapter one in Esther where the king has removed his queen. And he is now looking for another, he's in search for a new queen. And so right here, you can see God's hand at work. You can see that he's shifting some things around and that he is opening a space. Mm -hmm. And so as I just want you all, as I'm going through what God has given me to reflect and to see how God, if he had, how God has brought you to where you are, or where he's going to take you. Mm -hmm. And so, as you can see here, he's opening. We don't know what's going on, but we know that he has shifted. Mm -hmm. He's moved the queen out of the way, and he's opened up a space for something to happen, for something to take place. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he may be very well doing in your life when you don't understand. When you don't understand what is going on in your life, when he's shifting, He's shifting some things, he's moving some things around, and he's opening up a space in your life. And I just thank God, and I just thank God for that. And so as it continues to go on, the search, they they search for a queen. And so Esther is one of, she is beautiful, it describes her as beautiful, and she is a Jew. And so she is an orphan, and she is adopted by her uncle. And so what stood out to me in chapter 2 is the fact that at the very beginning, the king found favor with her. And he immediately provided her with beauty treatment. So at the very beginning, we see that God is at work when we don't even know what is going on, but yes. he's at work in our lives. Yes. And so um, we are seeing that he is now putting us, he is putting our well-being first and placing us in a position, in placing Esther or ourselves in a position. And so the question I have is, where has God placed you in this season to be a healer? Mm -hmm. And oh. so as I was reading and I started to think back, I went back to, and I was wondering, I said, okay, Esther, she was an orphan, and um, her uncle adopted her because her mom and dad passed away. And I said, I wonder if she ever said, oh, I want to be queen one day. Like, was it, was it a childhood dream? And so it had me to think back because the word is to, the word is to be heard. And it had me think back on the transition in my life when I first started teaching at Georgetown, um, started teaching Georgia County School System in 2015, and we would have like a back school run. And all the schools would come together, and then, you know, they would just, They'll speak or do something in, in darkness. So I remember sitting by Lake Park, which is the school that I currently work at now, and I said, I would never be able to be a teacher at, at Lake Park. I would never. It's because of what you heard or what it seemed like because they are predominantly white schools. And I just said, I would never, I would never be good enough to be a teacher at Lake Park. And I just, and we fast forward now, and I just see how God was putting some things in place yeah, yeah, because my principal went before me, yeah. and I mean my pastor went before me and became the assistant, I mean assistant principal, and then he opened up a space for me to come. And even though it was not easy, yeah. 
Yes. It was not easy at all. Like I, I battled back and forth. I struggled because it, it was like, how God, you're going to place me here where these children, they have the support. They have parental involvement. Like they don't need somebody's pouring into them at home. Like they don't need me. And so, and I, to leave from a place where they, they may, the only reason they probably come to school is because I'm pouring into them. Or they probably doing their worries because I'm pouring into them. Now, parents probably, their parents probably don't even care whether or not they come to school. So I was like, why, Lord, are you shifting me from this place that I'm comfortable in to this place, to this place that I'm not, I don't know any, I don't know anyone. And so God, at that point, I was not for sure what, what God was doing in my life. And so I wasn't able to understand why God chose me to be a teacher at Lake Park. But I knew as I look back, he had a purpose. Like everything that he does, his sovereign hand, he puts things together and he had a purpose. And so at this um and so as we continue on to where God has opened up a place for Esther to become queen. And Esther is now queen. Now the Jews are in a time of distress. And so the Jews are Esther's family. She is a Jew. And so they are in a place of distress because um, Mordecai, which is Esther's uncle, refused to bow down to Haman. And so he refused to bow down to any other god but God. And so this put the Jews into the time of distress, a time of trouble, a time of affliction. And so a decree was issued to destroy all the Jews because of Mordecai's act of obedience. And so as we start to see God's plan unfold, Esther was not just placed as queen for her benefit. And so I go back to the beginning, like, is your kingdom or God's kingdom? And so Esther was not placed for her benefit. The position that you're currently in is not for your benefit, even when it's uncomfortable. Amen. Amen. And at this point here, Esther would have to make a life or death situation. Um, I'm sorry, choice. During that time, um, with her being queen, during that time, and they went to her to be a solution. And so during that time, uh, no one could enter the presence of the king without permission. And so therefore, if you enter in the presence of the queen, uh, king without permission, you could, the result could be death. And so Esther now, she had a choice. And so it brings me back to the question that I asked at the beginning. Are you following your personal kingdom that you miss your assignment? So Esther has a choice now where she can be selfish to say, okay, well, I'm queen, so I can stay where I'm at and, you know, whatever happens to you all happens. But and it had me to continue to reflect on my journey as being a teacher at Lake Park because I could have stayed in my, in my bubble of uncomfortableness or just let me just go to work and just do what I need, just do what I need to do and come and go home. But later on, as we see at the beginning with me being placed at Lake Park, I didn't understand what God was doing until a year or so later, months later, where God, God starts to reveal to me the the position that I was in, where I was able to work with 
of a teacher that was close to me that I was able to, because of my faith, build her faith in her. Was I, I was able to, when I was going through my my breakup, I was able to pour into another teacher to give her my testimony, Amen. which blessed her. I was able to be an angel, uh, a heaven, uh, angel that was sent for another teacher in the time of distress. And then it just was one child that we were just knocking heads like we would not. I don't know what the problem was, but we was just bumping heads. But his mom was soon to pay. And I was able to be that mother figure. So now when I see him at school, like he stops by my class and I sit and I say, hello, son. How you doing, son? And so God started to reveal my purpose. And so the position that you're in, like it's not for you. Where you're at is not for you. It's not for you. It's to build God's kingdom. But the choice, like God puts you in those positions, but what choice are you going to make? Amen. Are you just going to, is it going to be for your kingdom or is it going to be for God's kingdom? Are you going to be selfish enough to say, I'm thinking about me? Or is it something like, God, what is it that you have for me? What it is that you want me to do in this position that you have that you have me in? And so we, we come back to the verses that I read where it talks about, that um, when they go to answer and her reply is the fact like, okay, I can't go before the king. If I go before the king, then I'm going to, it's a possibility that I'm going to die. And so Mordecai basically responds to her. And again, I'll read, um, read the 12th verse. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of the Jews will be will escape. And so verse 14 says, where you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. And when I read that, it just brought chills because God is for God. So if you don't Amen. do it, somebody else don't do it. Amen. Amen. So if he puts you in that position to do what he asking you, if you don't, he'll move you out the way. Amen. So he's letting her know, or he's letting us know that I placed you yes. from yes. the very from the very beginning. Yes. I, I I made this space for you, and I put when you ain't have no clue how how you got there, and I made this space for Jesus. you. But I am here to let you know that if you don't fulfill the assignment, I'm gonna move you out the way. Mm -hmm. And I just and I and I thank God for that. And I thank God for like God is for God. Amen. He is He is for God. And and it and it goes in her reply is go and, and then so her reply is so she's making her choice. And it says that Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Amen. And Lord, I just and as I read that, I like I, I want that to be my response. Yes. Lord, where you have me go, because I know this life is not my own. Yes. I know that when I was born. I know that he placed me on this earth for a purpose. And so, Lord, I want to be a living sacrifice for you. I want to go where you asked for me to go. I want to be a solution to the ones that are in distress, in times of distress. And so as I was washing my hair and I reflected on that, I was like, Lord, like, I want to be for your kingdom. Like, how my kingdom won't do nothing for me. Mm -hmm. Me trying to, like, when I reflect back on where I used to be, 
Like that, it, it, it gave me, it did nothing for me. It didn't fulfill me at all. Like it left me empty. Like nothing, no fulfillment. It left boys in my life. And so I said, Lord, I thank you. And I just want to respond as she responded. And if I perish, I perish. And he goes on to say that Esther intercedes for the Jews. And I like to say how God brings everything together for me. Because as I was uh, preparing, each week uh, we have a nonprofit organization, and each week we post something. Um, not have Teacher Tuesday. And so as I was reflecting on what to post, and I, I, I spoke about Holy Week um, last, well, this week, um, last week leading up to today. And so I, I thank the Lord for just bringing it back to me because it just, it, He showed me. And it allowed me to reflect on the reason why we celebrate Easter. Mm-hmm. And um, he allowed me to see that the assignment, like Jesus was given an assignment. And he was in his assignment not one time, you know, did he waver. Like he knew from the beginning, like he accepted his assignment from the very beginning. And I and I realized, and as I think back on just the word and how, like over and over, as he was talking to his disciples, he was letting them know, like I'm not going to be here for long. Mm-hmm. And I, it just had me to just be wanting to be more like Jesus, mm-hmm. just wanting to whatever assignment that God gives me, that God gives me, wanting to fulfill that assignment, Jesus. And just realizing that it's nothing that I can, it's nothing that I can do. And just wanting to be obedient yes, for Him. Thank you. Amen. And so, as you just leave and throughout the week, I just want as you, God is doing things in your life, and He's moving you around, and He's shifting things, and He's opening up a place by just not getting called in. You know, for me. Mm-hmm. Know that there's a bigger picture involved, knowing that your purpose, knowing that your why, knowing that your reason for being here. Yes, Amen. She teaches them Sunday school, and one day he came home and told us something. And he was like, Where did you get that from? He said, I got that from uh, Teacher Tony. She legit. <laughs> so when his teacher tell her, tells him, Amen, it's, it's, it's true. Amen. Amen. I thank God. You know, if you want to know the truth as a child, most of the time, if they ain't in trouble, they'll tell you the truth. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to ask Missionary to come up. My wife requested a song before she comes up and speaks. Amen. So I'm going to ask Missionary to come up and bless us. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Y'all can praise the Lord. Yes. 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 Amen. 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 Amen.
for a teacher told me. Glory Jesus. Amen. Yes, and when she started, she said God's presence is all throughout. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, oh. So I thank you, praise God. Amen. I thank you, praise God for today. I'm so excited yes, to be in God's house. Amen. And I thank you, praise God for rising for us. And I thank you, praise God for his presence being with us. Amen. 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 Come, come, let us adore Him. Let's kneel down before Him. Come on, let's worship and adore Him.
Thank the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If I had that much to say about Tony, I know I got a lot to say. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to you. But I do want to give her some of her flowers. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yeah. While she's here on this side, while I'm here on this side. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So. Amen. He saved at 24. Yes, Lord. Did not go up in the church. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, proposed to this beautiful woman in three months. Yes. Married in six. Yes. Celebrating 17 in June. Yes. Four kids. Jobs. Foreclosures. Bankruptcies. Promotion. Yes. Loss, loss of pastor, changing churches in different cities. Yeah. And all while I'm on this journey, I was not alone. Yeah. Not yeah. only was Jesus there, she was there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Many times, amen, many times playing the background. Many times I'm getting credit for stuff. Amen. When folks don't even know that I would have been through in the tower if she had not prayed for me or she had not given me a word or she had not calmed me down or all of those things that a wife and a mother and more importantly a woman of God does. Amen. She does for me. And so just like I said before, amen, this was not an overnight thing. I passed and passed away in 2015, and I began to learn for myself what it was, what it meant to be pastor. Yes. Up until that point, I was assistant, but I would begin to learn, and so I could have at that time just say, "Well, I'm in charge now, so my wife gonna be the pastor too." Hmm. Amen. But God said not so. Lord, Lord and so now, six years later. Amen. God is saying it's her time. Amen. Our youngest is eleven. Our youngest is eleven. Amen. And I remember when she couldn't even stand up and praise and clap for God because she was feeding a baby. Amen. And I was running around the church and preaching and clapping, and she had little children to watch over. And it always seemed like, when is it gonna be my time? And so I'm glad now that the youngest is 11 and the two in the back, they grown and we almost got them almost out the house. I can see the finish line and we can just serve. I'm so glad I started when I was young. But I'm so glad that today's her day. And when I say that, I mean her day in the Lord. Her day in the Lord. Amen. Because I truly, I said all that to say, y'all, this is not me. This is God saying, I find you faithful. Yes, thank you, Lord. I find you faithful. So without further ado, I introduce the song. I don't don't even know how that's saying. (laughs) My beautiful, beloved wife. Hallelujah. 
then I'm gonna leave my glasses off so I would have to look so I can have a blurry face out here. Nor as I would start crying because I'm just so grateful as my, my daughter just said I'm 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 overjoyed just by what God has done in her life. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm just so thankful and grateful. Children and, and just to see their growth in the Lord, it, it brings tears to my eyes because I love the Lord, y'all. Yes. I get excited about Jesus, y'all. Yes. Like He bubbles up on the inside of me and just and just He begins to spill over, and I just sometimes don't know what to do with it. Yes. Hallelujah! So I try my best to contain myself. Glory. Hallelujah! So that I can get through what God have for us on today. And I just praise God for. My husband on today, I thank God for how he's cultivated me. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, allow your word, Lord Jesus, to 
moment, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. So for that, Lord God, we say thank you, Lord God. For that, Lord Jesus, we give you all the praise and the honor, Lord God. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen, amen, amen. Darkness and the darkness has never put it out. 
God sent his messenger, a man named James, John, who come to tell people about the light, so that all should hear the message and believe. So that all should hear the message and believe. Hallelujah. He himself was not the light. He came to tell about the light. Amen. 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 I myself, I'm not the light. Hallelujah. Jesus. But I came to tell people about the light. The word was in the world, and though God made the world through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own country, but his own people did not receive him. Some, however, did receive him and believed in him. So he gave them the right to become God's children. Now, I need y'all to hear that he gave them the right to become God's children. Those that believe, God gave them the right to become God's children. So I need y'all to know that everybody don't have a right to claim that title. Amen. That, that you have to be able to believe because God said that I came to my own country. Hallelujah. I came to my own people and they didn't even believe me. They didn't even see me. But the few that did believe, I gave them the right to be called God's children. Amen. So the month of April is fitting because in our church, each month we have a theme. And so the month of April is life, death, and resurrection. Hallelujah. I know so often that when we come to church on Easter Sunday, we're looking for the heroes, heroes, that, that, that sermon, that typical Easter Sunday sermon, right? But I'm not your typical type of chick on today. Hallelujah. I come to give you Jesus on today. Hallelujah. Because that's who I that's who I know, that's who I love. So because I come to give you Jesus, it's gonna fit in with the Easter Sunday service. Amen. But it may hurt a little bit too. Hallelujah. Because the truth sometimes steps on toes. Hallelujah. Because I care so much about souls. Because I came to tell people about the light on today. Hallelujah. It may hurt in those little dark places that we may be thinking we keeping a secret. But God said on today that when we shine that light within that dark place, we want to confuse the darkness on today. Hallelujah. So I'm coming to give a word. Hallelujah. Hopefully in 30 minutes. Hallelujah. Probably out of 20 on today. Glory. Bro. Amen. 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 So as I said that April, we talk about um, life, death, and resurrection. So as I'm thinking about this calling that God has placed me in, that he chose me, and I, that thing became, that thing became unnerving to me, y'all, because it's so scary when God have a calling on your life. Y'all know what I'm talking about because I believe y'all got some y'all got calling on your life. Y'all know it, right? Amen. So we get so scared to step into that calling. And we allow our feelings to get in the way of what God needs us to do. Amen. So as I say that, I, I begin to get into my own head, y'all. I said, Pastor? You, you, God said that I'm supposed to be pastor, not co-pastor, because you know, co-pastor ain't got to do all the work. You know, I'm just co 
the pastor. <laughs> so that's what I thought that I would be doing. You know, I'm good at don't straight with being a minister because it's like, okay, that's that's a light, a little bit light of load. But pastor, amen. You know, we don't get caught up in titles, but that role as a, as a leader, as your pastor, as your shepherd, walking side by side, you know, with my husband as pastor was something that I began to overthink. I began to be like, Lord, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to work this job? What 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 exactly what does pastor mean? You know, I've been watching my pastor Carter before before she passed. You know, I watched her walk and I learned from her and then I began to watch my pastor and I see that I see he don't need to tell me everything that he go through all the stuff because he know his sheep. So he carries a heavy burden, y'all. Amen. So, so I, I, I asked my husband, I said, um, I said, now, how do, how do I, how do I be a pastor? You know, cultivate me in that area. You know, what do I do? How do I be a pastor? And he said, did, did you try to be a pastor? I said, no. He said, well, don't start now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. 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 So that's important, John, because that means that, that if you're just serving the Lord, and if you're just doing what God called you to do, Amen. that He will do the rest. Yes. It ain't nothing that I need to try to do. God said, I've already done it. I've already shepherded His sheep. I'm already loving my name. Like, I'm already doing God's work because I first believed. That when he came into my area, that I accepted the call. That I allowed him to come into my dark places. Hallelujah. And, and illuminate me. So that's the first thing. So I, I've been carrying it around. Um, ever since he's he been telling me that Lord said, it's time. You know, it's your season. And then I was like, okay, Lord. And I still like, you know, don't give me all the work. But okay, Lord. <laughs> so... If you have something to do in the Lord, don't try to do it. God said, just serve me. Just believe in me. And I will give you the right to be called my child, Lord. So as I've been reflecting over my life like John, God chose me and I responded just by accepting his call. There is absolutely no way, no way that I thought just looking back over my life, that I'll be standing right here in this moment preaching to y'all. There's no way that I thought when, you know, this young, this lady right here, this is my mom. Amen. She probably don't even remember that she's my mom. Amen. Amen. But I can remember. Amen. Her raising me. I never thought I'd be standing here today. Amen. As a pastor. Amen. So I, I, immediately, I immediately began to say, whoa, Lord, wait a minute. Amen. Me? Just like your sister Tony said, me? Hallelujah. But I ask y'all and I tell y'all, who am I and who are you to reject the call that he's given you? Lord. It's like, who are we? Who am I to say, no, Lord? You know, I, I know that you said I began, I started out as a teacher. You know, I said, Lord said, okay, you teacher, you minister. That's why I said we don't get too caught up in, in titles over here because we just try to serve the Lord. 
But sometimes God calls you to a higher height. God is calling for more. Hallelujah. So I said, who am I to reject his call over my life? Amen. Amen. Glory, Jesus. How many today have rejected his call on today? Amen. Think about it. Amen. How many today, right now, God has said, I got a calling on your life. Amen. And you are still not doing what God has called you to do. Who am I to reject his call on today? He was not selfish to reject us. Amen. If we want to, so we're talking about Easter. He died to rise up in our life. Amen. So if we rejected him because when we sit here and we, we say, Lord, I know the reason for Easter. I know that he came to rise up. I know that he died for me. But you still want to allow him to rise up in your life? Who are we to reject the call that God has on us? Amen. That's selfish today. So God is saying on today, don't reject my call. Just accept and say, sometimes we just have to say, okay, Lord. Amen. Sometimes we just have to say, okay, and just step. My mom used to always tell me, just make one step in his direction, and he'll make two for you. God is just saying, just do one thing for me. Just believe, because he has not failed me yet. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know he like even through the hurt, the pain, the broken relationships, the children that, that act a fool, even through everything that you go through, you can still say, God has not rejected me. Yes. Hallelujah. So if we can stand and say, God has not rejected me, who are we to reject him? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Glory. Lord, have your way. So this year, y'all know that 2020 has been a crazy, but for some, even though it's been crazy, um, it's, it's been a blessing. Through the foolishness, it's been a blessing. Because as Sister Tony said, it should be Something you should be learning in each season that you're in, whether we lost lost loved ones, their death should never be in vain. Amen. Amen. So thinking back over my life, my testimony, thinking back over just this past year, it's been an emotional roller coaster for me. Hallelujah. I've been at my lowest low that I've ever I feel like I've ever even when I lost my dad, I wasn't this low. Hallelujah. At the beginning of 2020. Hallelujah. I, I was in this rut. Glory Jesus. Because children would do something to a mother. It's like when you go through stuff with your kids. And a lot of times I don't talk about it because I feel like, okay, those are my children. Nobody else going to understand what I'm going through. Nobody else. They just going to be like, oh, okay, we'll pray for you. But you can't really connect to how I'm feeling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The pain was unbearable. Glory Jesus. I got to a point where, and this was just a year ago. Hallelujah. I got to a point where I didn't even know how to pray. I didn't even understand what words I needed to come out of my mouth. Hallelujah. But I never rejected God in that process. I just said, God, I just need space for you to come and comfort me. I need space to mourn because my, my heart is crumbling. 
hallelujah, because when you have kids that reject you as a parent, when you have a daughter that does something that just that just breaks your heart, hallelujah, it's hard, y'all. Hallelujah. So over that, that year, and to be standing here this day and say, God still saw me worthy, still chose to have me in this position, just a year ago, if I would, I was mourning a year ago. I was in this dark hole where I thought I didn't see no light. My husband had me pray on my knees every night. My husband said he's never seen me that way. That he just had to pray because I didn't know what words to I needed to come out. I didn't know what to do in that moment. Hallelujah! But God was right there to comfort me through that pain. When I didn't have any words to say to him, he heard my heart's cry. Hallelujah. How many of y'all can say that when y'all don't even know what to pray? Glory. That you just say, God, hear my heart. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hear my heart's cry, Lord Jesus. You know exactly what I'm going through. And you know exactly what I need. So however you deliver that need, Lord God, allow me to accept it. Hallelujah. God heard my heart's cry. Now, which, in which way? Hallelujah. When, whenever your heart is crying out, whenever you're hurting and going through so much pain, Hallelujah. Whether it's financial pain, whether it's something with your husband or your wife, because I've been through that too with my first marriage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It seems like I've been through all the testimonies y'all can go, y'all can have in this building. Hallelujah. If you've done it, I probably, if you are in it, I've probably done it. Hallelujah. I'm a living testimony that God gets the glory on today. Hallelujah. That no one is too far gone. So God said that when you are in that, 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 that point where, where you don't understand and you are confused and, and you feel like he's not present or you just can't get out. God said, which way do you run when you are hurting? Because so often we drift. We don't even realize that we're going in the wrong direction. And by the time we look back, we can't even see land anymore. Jesus. Hallelujah. We drift. Hallelujah. So God said, when we are hurting, when we in that time of distress, which way do you run? Hallelujah. So I can, and just because it's her day today, so I can attest to Sister Tony that when she was hurting and her friends know her pain, which way did she run? Hallelujah. Which way did she run? She clung to the cross. Yes. Because she, when she was crying probably every night when she was going through that pain of a broken heart, or even the pain with just being there for emotional help for her dad, or just carrying so much, she ran and clung to the to the cross. So in doing that, God is saying, "I will heal you. I will restore you. I will pick you back up." Hallelujah! And and when you look around, that year is gone, and you're standing and being like, "God, how did I get here?" Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. You turn around because when you going through the process, it may yeah. seem it may seem like it was just forever. But when you turn around and look, you're just like, God, how did I get here? Yes. Thank 
in me, Lord God. So I'm encouraging y'all on today. For those that are hurting or that are going through, don't drift in the wrong direction. Amen. Amen. Let God's light shine in that dark places. He is there. He is He is meant to comfort you. Amen. He is meant to be there to be your provider. He is meant to rise up in every single situation that you're in. So often we get caught up in ourselves and touching things and, and manipulating things and saying, God, you ain't moving fast enough. So I'm going to move this over here and this over here. And God is saying, but I didn't want that to go there at that time. It wasn't, it wasn't ready yet. I was still working on the process. You touched it. Now you don't mess it up. So what I have for you, like how she said, he give it to somebody else. See, if you don't do it, he'll have somebody else there to do it. So God is saying on today, run in the right direction. Glory. So we, at the beginning of 2020, our church talked a lot about redemption stories. And then in the latter part of it, we talked about power. Redemption stories and power. Which is so, it's so relevant right now in this moment. Redemption stories and power. Anytime God gives a word, it's for future use. So I'm going to need y'all to know that this word right now that you get it, it's for you to do something with it in the future. Yeah, the future can be five minutes from now. <laughs> it can be the next second. It can be right with something clicking your brain. Like God is saying, the word that you receive is for your future use. Oh, Jesus. I am a redemption story. And God gave me power to be right here in this moment. Nothing I've done. Nothing I've done. Because I would have failed so many times. I have failed so many times. Amen. When I started touching stuff. So I had to learn to say, to look back over my life and say, God, you've always provided for me. There's no way I should be touching this. God, you've already worked it out for my good. So it's, I should stop touching stuff. That's my thing. We just stop touching stuff. Amen. So, so let's make this life, death, and resurrection very personal, y'all. And I'm going to bring it in. Let's place ourselves at the Last Supper. So I'm going to take y'all on the visual. Let's place ourselves at the Last Supper. So we know that Passover was, you know, a week ago, right? Jesus last supper. So I need y'all to, to put yourselves there. Amen. So often when we think about the Last Supper, we may place ourselves in the higher respect of the twelve. Amen. We don't say nobody wanna be Jesus. <laughs> no, nobody black sheep. Nobody wanna claim to be him. Amen. Amen. So but we need to realize that even among Jesus, even among the twelve, there was a betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. So we going on this journey and placing ourselves, because right now we in Easter Sunday, right now we are praising God for rising up in our lives. Right now we are saying, God, we thank you for being there for us. 
for dying on that cross. So God is saying on this Easter Sunday, where we give all of that praise and recognition um, that the grave couldn't hold him. Y'all know all the sayings. The grave couldn't hold him. Death was, was defeated. All that good stuff. You know my minister right there. We are so quick to reject and to add that. We are so quick to rejoice in that act. Oh, Jesus. But in all honesty, what were we doing last week? Amen. What were we doing last week to betray our Jesus? Amen. Oh, my God. What were we doing last week? Amen. Let's think about this. Okay, so Judas kissed the master on the cheek. So when I think about this, I think about so many um, recognizing Easter as Christ's resurrection, but still do not believe in him. Now, I know there was, you know, us church folks, us sanctified folks, you know, we go around saying, you know, I know Jesus for myself. You know, I know him. We got a personal relationship. <laughs> All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But your life will show it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Your life will show it if you believe. Because God said, for those that believe, you have a right to be called my child. And if you are a child of Christ, you will show evidence of that thing because God ain't just anything. God is just going to walk around any kind of way. So God is saying, if you are my child, you will reflect me. And I can use and I, and I can use my own children, for example. If they were my children, they will reflect me. Amen. Amen. So it ain't got nothing to do with blood on today. My children will reflect my walk. So God is saying, if you are my child, you will reflect me. So your life will show it. Glory to Jesus. So I know a lot of times that we that we may say that we believe in God, that, that he spared my life and, and all that good stuff. And But believing means nothing. No, no, no. Oh, we don't have it But believing takes on a whole new meaning. Believing means no matter what, you will follow and trust God because he is unfailing. You don't believe him for just blessing you. Amen. You believe him in the hard times too. You believe him when you are confused. You believe him when everything in your life just seems like it's crumbling, when your job ain't going right. When people on your job are getting on your nerve. You still believe in him. Not just know him. Because demons know who he is. Amen. 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 You can't just know God. You got to believe in God. Absolutely. And positively believe in him. You will obey the one who came to show you the light. The one that came to show you the light. You will allow him to rise up in those dark places in your life and be Lord over everything. Because God is for God. Amen. Time Amen. I was listening. Amen. So you will allow him to be Lord over everything. Lord over food you eat. Amen. I know my missionary would say that, you know, her pastor card would say, I'm, I'm praying about what to eat today. And that confused her. She was like, she even pray about what she gonna eat next. Yes. <laughs> Lord over everything. So when the light came into my dark place, 
The darkness was confused by it, but could not overpower it. And I'm saying that several times. When the light came into my dark place, I need y'all to replace that with talk. When the light came into my dark place, hallelujah. So I am crying out in the wilderness. This is me crying out in the wilderness. Jesus, to all that would hear my cry, respond to his call. Hallelujah. I need y'all to visualize. Hallelujah. A servant of the Lord crying out on your behalf in the wilderness. Hallelujah. I'm crying out saying, God, hallelujah. Allow them to hear my heart's cry on today. Amen. As I look out into each and every one of y'all eyes, allow God to hear. Hallelujah. And I need y'all to respond to the call. I need the Holy Ghost to move in those dark places. I need the Holy Ghost to move in those dark places on today. And I need y'all to not ignore the, ignore the tug that God is having on your life. You feel it. Hallelujah. You know it's there. Hallelujah. But so often, we harden our hearts. God gave us a conscience for a reason. God sent people in your life for a reason. Hallelujah. So on today, God has said, don't, don't smother the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Allow him to work because I am standing and crying out in the wilderness on today. And I'm asking God to hear my cry on your behalf. That you accept the call that God has on your life. No good works will be without the power of the Holy Ghost. So anything that you are doing, don't let it be in vain. Because we can be so busy bodies and be doing nothing. Because God didn't tell you to do it. Amen. So when I say that you're moving stuff around and thinking you because church folks be moving stuff around. Y'all know y'all been in churches where people just working. But you don't see it showing up in their lives. Amen. So I need y'all to have y'all spiritual eyes open and your ears open and your heart open to know when you hear the truth of God and to receive that truth because when God starts tugging how dare we reject his call on today because when the light come in to my dark place the darkness was confused by it but could not overpower it hmm. this day is absolutely not about me y'all it's about what God has done with and through me. Amen. Amen. All glory go to him. All glory go to him for glory, Jesus. Using me, because my, my, my husband said, and you thought that wasn't good enough. Using me as a mother. Because I was just thinking, what, what, what else, God, you got for me? Like, I'm thinking there's some better work out there. But having God kids... And having my kids and just having people that are even close to my age calling me their godmom because I guess they see something old on the inside of me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's a blessing in itself. And then I stand here and say, God, you get all the glory for that because I accepted the call as a mom. I accepted the call as a friend. I accepted the call as a sister. So I felt the dark places within me begin to shape. Amen. So this is what will happen when you accept the call of your life. You begin to feel the dark places within you begin to shake. So anybody who has experienced the glory of God on today, when you step into his presence and allow his light to come in, 
you begin to feel a shaking on the inside. You begin to feel something stir up on the inside and, and something start to shift. And that's the confusion part where the darkness started getting confused. Because the darkness is like, wait, hold up, what is happening? I see light. Why is this here? So I felt the, the power of his light wash over me. I felt the, the walls being being a, a black woman. You know, we, we try to be so strong, right? Strong black women. We got a lot to carry. But when I began to submit to my Lord Jesus Christ, all that didn't matter no more because he said he will be strong for me. So I began to allow those walls to crumble. And he used my husband as well to, to begin to knock down those walls because when we've been hurt time after time after time again, we say, we don't want to go through that. We'll just do it ourselves. But God became, began to come in and break that down. I felt the walls crumbling and I felt the, the rising of Christ rise up in me. I felt him rising up in my attitude. I felt him rising up in my stubbornness. I felt him rising up on my tongue because whatever came out, came out, y'all. If I hurt your feelings or not. You know, God gave me this big mouth for a reason. I used to always wonder, God, why did you give me this, this mouth? Because I would say and do whatever I wanted to. But God said he took my mouth and used it for his good. So now what comes out of it is the power of Christ on today. So I'm hoping that when his word come out, it cut like a two-edged sword, sword so that when the word go in, it begins to start shifting some things in those dark places. Because that's what saved my life. When Pastor Carter began to bring that word, when my husband began to bring that word, when I heard the word of God and I sat down and read his word, stuff began to shift and that stuff hurt. Because he was stepping all over my toes. Because just last week, I was betraying him. You know, when I was in when I was in the world on my journey, even you know, just last week, because we don't get to this spot overnight. Amen. So that's why it's called a daily, you know, we have the daily crucifixion, crucified flesh. Daily. So if you think about what you were doing last week, were you allowing God to rise up in your life when you were sitting around a table? Or sitting around a group of friends, or sitting in a place where you know you ain't have no business being, or sitting with those thoughts where you know you ain't have no business thinking, or eating from a table where you ain't have no business eating. Amen. Because a lot of times we don't want to be Judas. But I was Judas at one point. Amen. I betrayed my Lord by not accepting his call. Amen. And I know that may seem harsh. Y'all want to hear that on the on the Easter Sunday that I was Judas. But God is trying to get our attention. Amen. He is trying to, to hear your heart on today. He is trying to answer some things for you on today. Amen. So God is saying, don't harden your heart. Amen. God see you. And I, I often tell people to just, just look at somebody and say, God sees you. Just like he saw me. God see you. Amen. So I am humble because of that. I am, again, crying out in the wilderness on his behalf saying Jesus is real on today. He is true. He is love. He is alive. And my life is a living example of that. That I would not be here without him. That Lord, I believe because you have not failed me. 
So I choose to follow you wherever you take me. Glory. Glory. This is the call of God on today. Glory, Jesus. God is saying, don't let my death and my life be in vain. We can sit here and sing so many songs. We can sit here and, and clap and be here on the behalf of Sister Tony or be here on the behalf of me. But God is saying on today, I need you to be here for me. Amen. Move me and Tony out of the way. God is, is calling us out. And if you don't respond to the call on today, woe is you. Because I know for a fact that God has been calling so many within even our house to answer the call. Don't allow God to move you out of the way and place somebody else in your spot. In your spot. Amen. So allow the light to shine like never before in all areas of your life on today. Amen. Allow the light to shine in every area of your life on today. In every hurting spot. In every stubborn spot. In every angry spot. If you are angry with a spouse, allow God to, to shine in the area on today. If you are angry in a relationship with your friends or anybody, amen, allow God to rise up so that this Easter Sunday can truly mean something on today, that, that God truly had a victory because he rejoiced over those that answer the call. Yes. Amen. So y'all give God the glory on today. Y'all give God the hand out of praise. Amen. Lord, I know I've messed up 
that you saw fit, Lord God, to keep me, Lord Jesus, even when I was wrong, that your grace, hallelujah, was all over my life. So God, on today, I'm saying I cry out to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's hearing you right now. Hallelujah. And I'm standing with you. Hallelujah. And I'm touching and agreeing with you. Hallelujah. That this day will not be in vain. For Satan is a liar. Hallelujah. He will come to destroy. He will come to manipulate. He will come to try to confuse your mind when you are sitting in that idleness. That is when he prayed. So on today I say, Satan, you are a liar. For Christ has truly risen up in our lives on today. For today is not by accident. That God is beginning to do something. Holy Ghost, have your way. Hallelujah. God is beginning to do something in, in Big's life on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God is going to do something. Cheat God, Amen. Yes. I don't want to cut out any part of the service. 
Amen. Because you never know what God is trying to do. Amen. So at this time, we're going to prepare for all to call. Amen. I thank God for the prayer that went forth. If you were so moved that you would want to receive prayer, so anything you can make your way up to the front. So remember, y'all got double meals now. I can't take them out at the same time. One more time. Glory, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so as she mentioned, this has been a journey from her from, amen, just pastor wife to teacher Tara to minister Tara and being able to preach and not pastor, amen. So her certificate reads, Fair Price Preacher Deliverance Ordination Certificate. This certificate is given to Minister Tara L. Johnson, who has completed all of the requirements for ordination as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and is hereby commissioned to teach the word, preach the gospel, and administer to all sacraments, ordinance, and other functions of the church. And is hereby awarded the certificate this fourth day of April 2021. She can marry. 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 She can 